0: the corner of my eye. I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, i never seen a man who looks so all alone. Could you use a little?
1: Back here in beautiful New Brunswick, New Jersey, Uh, beautiful is subjective, but to me it's beautiful. Uh, We are here in the College Avenue studio for the second hour of the crew here on WRSU-FM New Brunswick. I'm Dylan McCoy, joined by Gideon Fox and Christian Vasquez. Guys, you know, really spent the first hour talking about football. We're Americans. We love football, but another sport that Americans love, baseball. We are in the midst of a very exciting World Series. Game 5 was last night. Fortunately, Atlanta could not close it out. in Atlanta, the Houston took Game 5. They won 9-5 to five after Atlanta, you know, looks like they were going to finish it. They had a grand slam in the first inning from Adam Duval. They really looked like that they were going to take it, but the game, uh, the series goes back to Houston now for Game 6 and 7, and, you know, it's been an exciting series, but... This uh, this three one lead is giving me a lot of twenty eight to three vibes. I don't know about you guys, but it, oh, it, oh a don't say that, please. Don't I, dude, don't, don't, I, don't put that on the bridge. Oh, please. I know, but but that's just the way I'm feeling. You know, Atlanta. This is Atlanta sports. You know, they have a they have a track record of doing these things.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, that's but not not, not the Astros. Please, anybody but the Astros.
1: I mean, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it could have been. Well, I mean, the other choice would have been the Boston Red Sox, which would have been actually worse. Yeah. But no, the, Yan- the Yankees were just the Yankees were just out of shape when they got when they got eliminated. But you know, what do, what do you guys thought from the World Series so far? You know, you have seen a lot of good performances. Freddie Freeman hit a ball it looked like 800 feet yesterday, and it still wasn't enough. But you know, what do, what have you guys thought as you watch the series?
2: Well, I've liked how high scoring the games have been. Um, I would agree with that as well. Like, who's gonna say no to a nine five? Baseball game, and sure, it's not the team that you rooted for, but you mentioned if you're gonna hit, one team's gonna hit, get four runs in the first inning, can in hit a grand slam, and then some other team comes back and puts up nine runs against them. I mean, that's exciting, and and it's not, you know, and there are other, pretty much, I mean, game one was six two, game two was seven two, and there, I mean, the Astros didn't put up any runs in game three, but besides that, these have been close games. Game four wasn't super high scoring. But it's it's exciting to either watching I do like watching the pitchers duel or the batters just letting it fly, and it's definitely like last night was fun or two nights ago when was yeah it was yesterday it was yeah. last night it was last night time is so weird now time
1: like, is weird I didn't get any everything's sleep, so it feels by. like everything is just absolutely far 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 away but seeing a lot of good performances you know Jorge Soler has come up clutch he had a home run in game one he had a huge home run in game five uh, he went back to back with I believe it was. Or excuse me. That was in Game Four. Uh, him and Dansby Swanson went back to back. They were the first, they were the first eight nine hitters ever to go back to back in a uh, in a World Series game, which was very very interesting. You know, it it has been it's been a back and forth series, and and I I'm honestly kind of surprised. You know, I don't think either of us any of us thought Atlanta would be in it, but they've done a very good job. You know, their pitching has come up clutch and. You know, you have to remember they they've done this without their best player. Ronald Acuña Jr was injured in May towards ACL and you know, it was pretty much a it seemed to be a lost season, but Atlanta has done everything they can, you know. They had game 3, they had almost a perfect game. They they or not a perfect game. They almost had a no-hitter. They, they I think they went 7 or 8 innings without allowing a hit in that game, so you know, they've really stepped up and and it's been it's just been a really interesting series, you know. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm I'm sad. I hope I hope now the Braves win it honestly. I hope they win it in Houston so all their fans are just sad and have to watch the Braves celebrate on their field. <laughs> That'd
2: be great. Just insult to injury. I yes, absolutely. No, it's the Astros. It's so okay. Um but I mean, you talked about Braves pitching. I can't remember what game it was. It was way earlier in the series, but Charlie Morton injuring his leg and then staying into to, to it was pitch. game 1. It was game 1 and he yeah. struck out Jose Altuve on a bad leg. I mean, that was awesome. That, That's because, you know, I, when it comes to baseball, I honestly follow the Yankees more, and when it comes to the playoffs, I'll try to pay attention. But that that immediately got me interested in the World Series. i like, if that's the heart that Atlanta's going to put out there and that's the drive that Atlanta has to win this game is to hurt your leg and then stay on the mound and get three outs, including striking out Jose Altuve looking – that's exciting. That's like that's that's a moment that anybody in sports can appreciate. So, always get to see Jose Altuve strike out looking, but especially when it comes from a pitcher on a bad leg.
1: Absolutely, and then he ended up apologizing to his teammates for breaking his leg and then striking someone out, which I I don't really think he owed anyone an apology. But ultimately, you know, just a nice guy. I mean, I think that's just I think that just shows he's just such a nice guy.
2: Well, I mean that's we ended the first hour talking about how nice everyone is in the Midwest, and that just seems like a very Midwest thing, you know, apologizing for to your team for striking out somebody on your bad leg. But I don't think he's from the Midwest, if I'm correct. I I actually don't know where Charlie Morton is from. Well, let's look it up.
1: I was gonna say, looks like we're about to find out. The power of the internet. Thank you, internet, making these shows uh, easier to do. One. Search at a time. Charlie Morton is actually a New Jersey native. He's from Flemington. Really? So yes, love love that.
2: From Central Jersey, if if that exists.
1: Is Flemington yeah. Central? I don't know if Flemington Central. I don't. I Central Jersey does exist. It does exist. I I'm not. I'm. I will not take a caller uh, disagreeing with me about that because it's not true. All right, we're gonna now we're gonna see where Flemington is. Flemington is in Hunterton County. Oh, that's
0: that's not Sun. That's not North? Central. It's hard to. Yeah, I think that's not.
1: You think I'd be better at geography, considering the fact it's literally in my own state? But
0: yeah, uh, I don't. I feel like even high school or you're even coming here, every time someone mentions a place that they've come from in New Jersey, there are places I still have never heard of in my life that some people oh, don't come that's,
1: from. That's that's literally my hometown. I told people I'm from Spotswood, and they're literally like, "Where is that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, See, I,
0: I know where that is, though." Like, the, 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 you're one of the coast. few you're yeah, one of the few
1: most people I have to be like some yeah, people it's say some crazy things I'm like yeah it's actually East <clears throat> Brunswick it's only 20 minutes from here and they're like oh that's nice I mean it's mainly a drive through town so I get it not like they have drive through restaurants like you drive through it to go other places
2: to go to East Brunswick to yeah I mean New Jersey like it is small Size-wise, but there's a lot there. There's that's what's cool about Rutgers is you you know you can always meet people. Like You're saying Christian, you know there's always new places that you haven't heard of. Oh yeah, I bet Charlie Morton agrees with us. Wherever he is right now.
1: Probably, probably in Houston. I would assume he that still makes sense. Healed. Although I don't place. know, he might be healing his uh his injury for sure.
2: You think he would still travel though? He'll still travel even if there's no shot of you playing? It's it's the World Series. I would. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say it's the World Series. I would travel for sure.
0: Yeah, I would travel or or just I don't know get surgery in Houston and then, however, just have like a leg brace on your thing. There was a leg, someone with a leg brace at one of the frat parties the other day. I seen, he was walking around on like one of those things that you have the, for obviously like, for anyone like a, on the like, radio. Like He's an a, actual
1: leg brace or like a costume. No, leg brace. no, no, no. This was real. Oh, he was, and he, he was <laughs> okay. in the, and he
0: made it down to the basement somehow. It was one of those ones that you're like you can stand up, but you're you're there's like a pin there's like a thing that's touching the ground, and you're kind of like hobbling around. And this guy was walking around College Ave with that.
2: So then Charlie Morton should absolutely should the same be thing. in Houston. He should absolutely yeah.
0: be. In there Houston. were
1: a lot of crazy. No there were a lot of crazy costumes. Honestly, oh, I like see I know we're talking about the World Series, but like I, I, I kind of want to hear like like the best, maybe the best or the funniest costume that you guys saw. Because I have a, I have a, I have a pretty decent no. one. I say. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the, episode right after Halloween. How are we not gonna bring up a costume? I mean, oh, my no professor
2: yet. asked us this, this morning too in my at my nine a.m. lecture today. He goes, so before we get into class. Any good costumes? I gotta think. That's a good question, Dylan.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't really remember a lot of things. You know. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder, I wonder why. why. But <laughs> there's. <laughs> I I know I, le- I know my squirrel costume did stand out a lot of it, like we were sore thumbs at everywhere that we went. What,
1: what what did you what did you wear, Christian? A flying
0: squirrel costume. Flying squirrel like a onesie.
1: Oh. Me and my boy. I like that. I like Yitty that. Giddy saw
2: it on my Snapchat. He's <laughs> getting. Updates up you know, every night of Chris. Every little, night, day, day two of the squirrel. Day two of the squirrel.
0: <laughs> Somehow it survived.
1: I had I had two I had two separate costumes. I mean, one of them was a, was a cowboy, super basic. I saw like sixty five cowboys like oh, Friday yeah. and Saturday. It was
0: like it probably I don't know half of some of the parties were either devils or angels. Yeah. yeah. Friday sure. I was
1: proud of though. I showed up as the king himself, Elvis Presley. I had the jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, I had the suede shoes. Oh yeah. I had the wig and the glasses. It was uh it stood out, you know, it was a uh, pe- people 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 laughed. I was happy to give people a laugh. Oh yeah. For sure.
2: That's was but, it like one of those like big white jumpsuits that had a cape too. Nice oh, belted that sounds, cape. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Saturday night I dressed as a boxer. And I, I bought fake blood And I had like fake blood coming out of my nose And every person that I saw was like Are you okay? Like, <laughs> what happened? I
1: literally saw I literally saw Gideon yeah, Sunday morning
2: And I was like Yo dude Like did you get in a fight Last
1: night? I was <laughs> like Are you alright?
2: But you saw me With no costume on There were people that saw me that is Full costume true. My hands wrapped up <laughs> And they're like what happened? Are, are well, I should get cares?
0: one. Yeah, i be like a UFC fighter or something like that, and just <laughs> walk around with the belt. I saw someone was a uh, Canelo Alvarez somewhere online. They yeah. had a, they had a poncho, they had like a speed bag <laughs> attached with them and everything.
1: Honestly, like they were. I I think the costumes that really stood out this year were, were group costumes. Like
0: yeah, and one thing i got gonna say
1: for people that are not at Rutgers right now. The atmosphere was crazy. People were in costume from like Tuesday to Saturday. Yeah, Tuesday
2: Sunday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Going was to classes, going walking like on Eastern in costume. If I went
1: there. to work yesterday for the for the target our office in the student activity center, I was in costume. I was <laughs> the only one in costume, but I had fun <laughs> going in costume. as a
2: cowboy or as Elvis.
1: No, I went. I had a disco outfit. Uh, my organization had a disco theme party a few weeks oh, ago, nice. so I didn't want to let it go to waste. So, brought the fit back out, but. Uh, the group and like couple costumes for me were yeah a the couple best. costumes on Wednesday. Really I was at QE's with a bunch of people, and there were people. There were like five girls, and they went as the Spice Girls. Like they had the outfits. Oh, that's good. They had the little like that's good. They had the little like pop microphones, where they're just like attached oh, to your wow. ear. That's
2: nice, I saw really.
1: Mermaid, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy one night. It was a big one that stood <laughs> out for me. That was. A, that was a good one. I really, really like that one. I think I made a point to say something to them, like when I, I was like, "Wow, it's like next year co- I'll probably
0: honestly like all my boys. We all have the same squirrel onesie because in, <laughs> in, hi, in high school we all wore them. It was like twenty people, and we would all walk together because we were in the same class and we didn't tell our teacher. And we all walked in with squirrel costumes. She didn't. She couldn't believe her eyes. But next year they're <laughs> all they're all transferring here to Rutgers, and we just think we're just gonna walk around College Ave with all the dang squirrels on. All day. Now, I'm the oldest one, so I can actually, like, bar crawl and stuff like that. I'll just be wearing this robe by myself. i have to
2: let him go. <laughs> no, that'll stand out. And I think I was pleasantly surprised. I, there were, like, I didn't see anybody dressing up in Squid Game stuff. I feel like everyone yeah, I thought there would be a lot of Squid Game I didn't see that No, really. I was I expecting nothing. a lot not, of Squid Game Yeah, now that too. you mention it,
0: I really didn't see that.
2: I was, like, ready. I was waiting. I was like, how many people are going to walk in wearing a green, green sweatsuit? Jumpsuit. Or, yeah, a pink sw- jumpsuit, like... How many people? Yeah,
0: now that you mentioned it, I did like not I don't. I don't recall that at all seeing one anywhere, to be honest. That's surprising because I haven't watched it still yet. I haven't gotten the time to get to it, but I've, so many people have. And it's easy to wear. What? You just get an Adidas green jumpsuit and you'll be fine.
2: Yeah, exactly. But definitely cool to see. It was, it, I think it was a good change of pace. I think that's what everyone needed, you know, with midterms going on. Oh, yeah. Everyone's kind of needed to dress up and, yeah. Or a whole week.
0: Yeah, and then November probably obviously it's going to be way s- slower in comparison to Halloween. Everyone will get a little bit of a break from probably going out some people Tuesday to yeah, Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think definitely a sabbatical is necessary. A sabbatical for sure. For for both my body, my mind and my wallet. I think it definitely a break <laughs> Your is wallet. Needed, oh, for sure. Oh yeah. But a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans apparently this weekend. I saw. I think I saw like fifty different people dressed as we're Dallas in. Cowboy cheerleaders. Oh, 100 percent.
2: None were Jack Pasea. None were Jack Pesea. <laughs> If I saw Jack
1: Pasea <laughs> in that, that would have been beyond the highlight of my. Like that would have had to have been tweeted out on like the WRSU like sports Twitter. I think if that was his outfit,
0: we would have to change our like the like the Abita- to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the groovy picture, a hundred percent, no doubt. Right what? now, last year it
0: used to be some. It was, I think it was Dennis for a while, and then it's back to just the regular logo. The, the logo. We got to get it back to something.
2: <laughs> We're all about official business. Yeah, official business.
0: Category. Of course. Of yeah, course. last year Troy
1: changed it to Dennis, and we just kept <laughs> it there for months. <laughs> That's great. Dennis just took a, uh, it was Dennis and Doug that got to go to the, the gem of yep. the Midwest, yep. Champagne. Yep,
0: Dennis and Doug. <laughs>
1: We've got to ask them about that. Have, you, have either will. of you guys gotten the pleasure of going to Champagne yet? No, not no, yet. I'd
2: love to. That's my mom's alma mater. I've oh, already,
1: really yeah. yeah.
2: I've wanted to go. She I mean, I it would be it's just far. Like it's not like it's you, if you're in Chicago, it's not like you could just go to Champagne for yeah. the day. Like you have to go to Champagne yeah, you if if you, if, I, I went to trying.
1: I went to Northwestern and I was lucky cuz like Chicago is like 45 minutes outside of oh, Evanston, yeah. so mm. it was like it was like a decent like decently close trip to where like I could go to, like, we could go to Evanston and then go back to Chicago, like, to, like, go eat and, like, catch our flight.
0: I'll have to ask him about it tomorrow on RUE, see how Dennis's trip to Champagne was.
1: I'm going to have to get up early and listen to RUE. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I want to
0: hear this. The, uh, Dennis will definitely talk about it because we always just go on tangents in there, especially after Dennis goes out somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> tangents at WRSU? No way never, never ever Especially on an entertainment it's not, it's not show like, It's
1: not like we have a riff For like an hour or anything You know
2: Oh yeah <laughs> Absolutely but, um, not here
1: But I gotta say You know uh, Overall Like I, I think It was nice to see Just everyone come out Like it really felt like You know We talk about like Returning to like Like a time before And like it, yeah. It's never going to be like that But this was like The closest that it's felt like Cause it It seems like everyone was out, or like everyone was just doing something, even if people didn't go to parties, they were you know in costume at their dorms or like in costume, just you know being around New Brunswick, and it was just this, the the spirit on campus was high, yeah it was it's higher. Not, than it's yeah. been I didn't in a get while. that
0: freshman year, so it's like first time really even doing anything like that, and it's like the closest thing to what we had beforehand, a lot of fun. And everyone was into it. Everyone was putting, everybody everybody was, putting out yeah. candy. There's one kid who keeps taping candy to his door. And I just took a bunch of his chocolate from our floor. And people were handing out candy randomly all the time. Probably not the best idea not to check it because you never know nowadays. But I was just
2: taking candy left and right. Do you guys see how those memes where it's like, I can't believe someone put this in my kid's yeah, chocolate? Yeah, it's like a sword. You yeah, oh, I saw one today. It was two tickets to a Lions game. <laughs> Inside of the Whoa. chocolate bar, <laughs> like, watch out! The world's a crazy place. <laughs> oh my god,
0: that'd be terrible. The people are creative. Those, those TikToks, <laughs>
1: those TikToks, those,
2: those kids and their TikToks. Those kids. kids. <laughs> those kids. <laughs> TikToks. Uh, but it was exciting. You know, if we to tie. If we want to tie spirit back into sports, we're like ten days away from college basketball. Do you want oh, to talk about a time oh, where Rutgers yeah. students? All commit to something you talk about. The students actually had the rack now,
1: and I know this is just preseason, but everything I've been hearing about Rutgers this preseason is how they're going to be much better than last year. So yeah, they have apparently taken part in a few closed door scrimmages where they apparently beat Villanova, they beat UConn, and I saw one college basketball writer tweet: I can't believe I'm saying this, but Rutgers looks like the best team in the Northeast. Oh my god, which is insane. Like you know we lost a lot of we lost a lot of talent last year yeah. jacob young uh going to oregon to you know be in his eighth year of college or whatever uh miles johnson going back home to ucla which i can't really be mad about that one you know he was yeah. 4000 mm-hmm. miles away from his home and now he's Going to a really good engineering school in UCLA. And he
2: fills – I mean, yeah, we know, we know so much about his engineering. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We know so much about his, his future aspirations being an engineer, and UCLA's is great for that. But he also – he fills in the one thing that UCLA was missing last year. They didn't have a true big man. They had everything else but a big man. And you give them a guy like Miles Johnson, and that's a recipe for success.
1: Absolutely, but I've also been hearing a lot of good things. Everyone who talks about Clive Marui, it seems like he's really taking a step up. You know, I remember him hitting a three against Illinois at the end of the Illinois game in the Big Ten tournament when they were getting blown out. But I remember thinking like, wow, if you can like make that a consistent thing, like it's going to be a problem. And from what I'm hearing, you know, obviously it's practice. You don't know what it's going to look like in the game, yeah. and you know, even the first couple games, you probably got to wait till Clemson to see the first real like look that Rutgers is going to get. But it is it. It's exciting You know Everything oh, yeah. you're hearing Is just good Can't wait
0: for a basketball game. I am
1: Oh I can't wait to be in the rack You know I don't know what What, it's, what they're going to do Like I don't know Like what the Restrictions and stuff Yeah are I don't know I don't really know What they can do Cause it's like I mean like Like I'm not I'm not anti-mask At all yeah, no. You guys know that But if I wear a mask In the rack I'm going to pass out like, I will. Yeah, I, it's, it's gonna too hot. It's so hot. It's so it's hot. It's What's too hot. Yeah, it, it is
0: hot in there. Yeah, regularly, dude, it, it, with a mask on, you won't be able to breathe. People with glasses,
2: no way. You're not gonna be able to see. You the won't be game. able to see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they said that it's gonna be a hundred percent capacity, and yeah, games are sold out, and I'm assuming sold out means. 8, I feel thousand. like I saw on the they sold out thing the thing first
1: though. twelve home games apparently. Yeah,
2: I yeah, have my tickets already. I have my tickets as well. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah, there's. I feel like I saw that they
1: have
0: mask mandate on the ticketing site
2: really
0: yeah i feel like i could go on wow. the site now.
2: that wouldn't surprise me no, I mean, it wouldn't l-
0: surprise me but it, it's just gonna be rough for the student section because they're just gonna fly off there's gonna be a lot of and it, if they're um really the on top of it there's gonna be a lot of people who are just gonna forget that it's even off because at football you don't have to wear it so you know that's true.
2: If on the bus to the football games, you have to wear it, and then yeah, once on the bus to the games, yeah. You once to. you're at the stadium, you don't have to. But it'll be. I'm excited, and you know, Dylan, like you're saying we keep hearing so much about this Rutgers team, and one thing that I keep seeing is that Rutgers is shooting free throws, and that's that's something that Steve Peichel has been doing. That's huge. On in practice. That's huge.
1: If if Rutgers is able to hit free throws, it's gonna change the game. <laughs> like literally, it will change the game.
2: Oh, for sure. Especially in the Big Ten, where it's not uncommon to see a game, you know, where the winner wins by four points, five points. I mean, Rutgers was missing dozens of points from the charity stripe last year. It was ridiculous. It was almost Ben
1: Simmons esque. Like it was, it was bad.
2: No, it was it was atrocious. And apparently now it's everyone's taking free throws. And another thing last year was the guys that could shoot free throws, Caleb McConnell, Geo Baker, were not the ones taking the free throws. It was Miles Johnson mm-hmm. at the line and. What Miles Johnson did for the Scarlet Knights team where he was unstoppable on defense, he or you couldn't get past him on defense, it seemed like he would get every rebound that was within 20 feet of him. He did so much for this team. It's just the one thing he couldn't do was hit his free throws, and he's big, he draws fouls, and fouls are called against him. That's just the way that yeah. the Big Ten and Bobrowski work, but was not able to hit his free throws. Hopefully that's not a thing anymore. Hopefully Rutgers is able to hit them. Apparently Cliff has been shooting the lights out from the charity. Strike. I've been
1: hearing that a lot as well. That's exciting. That it, that it, that is exciting.
2: And we, have, I mean, we talked about all the people that are all the players that aren't coming back. But Ron's coming back. Geo's coming back. Caleb's going to be healthy. There's so much to look forward to. Jaden Jones is going to be here. You know, playing his first full real season. Jalen Miller. Jalen Miller mm-hmm. is going to be here.
1: This is a deep team, you know. They lost a lot, but they also gained a lot. There is a lot to be excited about with this Rutgers basketball team. I think, I think tournament, you know, has to be the goal again. But I really think this could be a team that is in the top twenty-five by the end of the season. Like that stays in the top twenty-five by the end of the season.
2: Hmm. Do you? Th- how high in the top twenty-five would they get? Like top fifteen? Or are we just talking like a top, top twenty? Team? I think.
1: I think. If you I had to pick right now where they're going to be at the end of the season if they're in the top twenty five, I'd say somewhere around like fifteen to eighteen.
0: Yeah. Th- based on based
1: on what I've seen from everyone else and what I see from Rutgers, I'd say fifteen to eighteen. I mean, obviously that depends how well they play in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is the best basketball conference in the country. So, you know, anyone can pretty much beat anyone unless you're playing like Northwestern or something. Or Nebraska. But basically anyone can beat anyone. So it, it it's gonna be interesting, you know. It's a grind. It's a grind. That's why no team has won a Natty since Michigan State in 2000. It's 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 a grind. It takes a lot out of you. So we'll have to see what happens. But I'm really excited for Rutgers Clemson. You know, it's the first real look we're gonna get at Clemson. You know, the rematch of last year's tournament victory. I'm on the call for that game, which is maybe kind of why I'm a little bit more excited for it. But <laughs> I'm uh yeah, it should be should be should be a fun one at the rack.
2: That'd be really fun, and that'll be. I mean, that's the first. I mean, like you were saying, that's gonna be the first real look for Rutgers. And that's gonna be the first game that fans are really able to, you know, if the fans at the rack get loud no matter what. It's gonna be a packed house. It's gonna be loud when we're playing at NJIT. But when you have a team come in from a Power Five conference with the name recognition that Clemson has, it's gonna be fun to be there. It's gonna be fun to be on that call for you, Dylan. It's just gonna be a good atmosphere, the atmosphere that we've all been missing because the rack was it was weird last year at at Rutgers basketball games, and they let there were a couple they let in a couple. Fans, um, you know, just friends and family towards the end of the season. Like Dylan, we were there for a women's basketball yeah. game. not more than a hundred people. But no, 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 no way. But, but it was exciting. I mean, I was at the men's game against Syracuse, and that was the weirdest sporting event I've ever been at because it was silent. You could, I mean, it was cool because you could hear Paikin breaking down plays with his players. But I mean, it, it was silent. It was weird. There's definitely something missing when there's not eight thousand screaming people in that arena.
1: I mean, this will be my first time calling a basketball game in front of like a full crowd. So it'll oh be wow! I haven't done it since high
0: school. Yeah, I was a I was
1: a I was a COVID recruit for WRSU, so I have not seen a you know full atmosphere yet. This this was football season. This is my first time calling a game in front of a I guess a half-filled stadium. He's shy. Well, Michigan was pretty full, but. It was definitely a, definitely a new atmosphere to have the crowd behind you, you know, in the mic and just when you're able to hear yourself, so very excited. The most 8,000 people will ever sound like, is that Oh, act? yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. We played there for our high school championship games for basketball for with the Middlesex County Conference, and it was so loud in there just with our student section.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice to make an MCC title game, but my school also has about 600 people so that's not <laughs> ours happen. was uh oh 600 <laughs> oh like god. 800 like 800 my god gra- my grad class was like 150 I'm we sure. we would go all
0: out all for st joe's and we were there we played there oh, you went to you went to joe's Mm-hmm. joe's metuchin so too. were you
1: there when cat was a senior when you were a freshman no he was
0: the year before oh, but he visited a couple times okay so he yeah he visited a couple times first year we won at the rack then second year we won at the rack too we, that that was a game winner so that one was insane we almost stormed the court but the rack security did not n- manage to keep us off the court then this is uh, junior year we won again and then we lost senior year
1: so pretty that's uh, pretty prolific high school fan career though you got three MCC you got three GMC titles yeah during my four years yeah that's uh seventy five percent being the best team in your county that's. It's a pretty good percentage, I got to yeah, say. Yeah, I, have 0%. <laughs> I have a zero percent. I have got to the semifinals one and time. It, that's, it, I, would,
0: I would broadcast in high school, too. So obviously, since it's a school that's known enough, I, I had broadcasted at just uh, Kane even Kane University in front of a bunch of people. We w- Just know even for hockey, I did a game at Prudential, too. So it was good doing that as well.
2: That's cool. That's really cool to call a hockey game at Prudential. Yeah, that was cool. Did you guys have a good hockey team, too?
0: Yeah, our hockey team was good in Middlesex County Conference. It's relatively low, but they would play bigger opponents. Like I think we played the best team in the state at the time. I think it was Don Bosco at the, the during that time at the number one. and We played them at Prudential.
2: It's always cool to play your high school sport in a big arena. You know they have the yeah. Rumble on the Raritan at at Shai Stadium. You know any you know high school championship games at the Rec, games at Prudential. It's always always cool to like you know it's it's as i think there's something to be said about playing in a high school gym especially you know if you fill up a high school gym it gets loud yeah but it, there's nothing like I you know playing you where the place you watch on tv every day and night.
0: especially like for broadcasting we would be right next to where the scores table is so literally right next to where even people were subbing in so you could hear everything especially we would just put the gain up so we could hear what the uh, enemy coaches were saying to us too yeah <laughs>
2: Well, we're going to take a quick break here. Half an hour left here on the Monday cruise.
0: This is your WRSU Sports Update. I'm Christian Vasquez. In the NFL this weekend, the New York Jets faced the Cincinnati Bengals at home in East Rutherford. The Jets got the win against one of the leading AFC teams, 34-31. to Mike White got his first win as a starting quarterback with 405 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Michael Carter rushed for 77 yards and one touchdown as well. The Jets head, in, head into Indianapolis for Thursday night football against the Colts at 8.20. Tonight, the Giants head to Kansas City to face the Chiefs on Monday night football at 8.15 p.m. The Giants look to build upon their commanding win last week against the Carolina Panthers. In Rucker sports, men's soccer played at home at Yurkak Field for their final game of the regular season and senior day. They picked up the win 40, uh, 4-0 as they head into Big Ten tournament play. They will face Indiana and Bloomington in the first round of the tournament on Sunday, November 7. Number 3 ranked Rutgers women's soccer defeated Wisconsin at home 1-0 in the quarterfinals of the Big Tournament. They will play on Thursday, November 4th against Iowa at 1:30 p.m. at Yerkak Field. For WRCU Sports, I'm Christian Vasquez. Never listen, never listen,
1: never listen on me. Yeah. I've been moving calm, do no start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful, there's a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you love And it we me. are back here on the Monday edition of the WRSU Crew, Dome McCoy, joined by Gideon Fox and Christian Vasquez. We don't have the song as a hotkey, but all I could think of when we were playing a segment is the uh, song, the famous song by Pink Floyd titled Money. Um, because what we're talking about in this segment. Uh, the defenseman for the New York Rangers, Adam Fox, he just won the Norris Trophy. Signed a seven-year, sixty-six point five million dollar deal, which is the largest in NHL history for a defenseman. Um, Giddy, you're a resident hockey expert on the station. You know, what do you think about this deal? Do you think it's a good deal? Do you think it's a it's a deal that makes sense, or do you think that the Rangers are doing the classic New York thing and overpaying a star?
2: <laughs> I think it it makes total sense. Um, sixty-six point five is a lot of money. Like Dylan, he mentioned that's a record-breaking deal. You know, for someone at his entry level, he's only twenty-three, but he has already proven himself a valid defenseman. I mean, just in points production. Um, looking at his stats now, he's ninety-eight points in one hundred thirty-four games. That's a lot for a forward, but he plays defense, so he's able to. You know, he's an excellent defenseman. I could look up his plus-minus rating, but if he's he's able to play that offensive defensive role like we see ty smith of the devils do but i think it makes total sense for a team like the rangers who are probably about two years out from completing their rebuild um you know the rangers and the devils are both rebuilding i think the rangers are a little bit ahead of the devils when it comes to their rebuild and i think locking down adam fox is the perfect way to to keep your rebuild going um he's an nhl career plus minus of 46 that means he's been on the ice for 46 more goals that the rangers have scored than opponents have scored and that that's outrageously high um especially for a team like the rangers who he spent his whole career with the rangers and it's not you know the rangers are not the best team the, the rangers are struggling to put up points they were they finished in the bottom of the division just with like just like the devils last year it's not like the rangers are a formidable team on offense they will be soon they're they're doing everything that they can but locking down adam fox your cornerstone defenseman will be 30 years old when this contract is up we'll see what happens then but I think it's a perfectly fair amount of money for the New York Rangers to invest in Adam Fox I think like we've, seen, we've seen with the Devils they, sh- they struggled without a defense um, and you could have players that put up goals but especially in hockey you need a good goal and you need a good, good defense and the Rangers are doing everything that they can right now to bolster that up and I think I, I don't think this deal came as a surprise to anybody I think everyone knew that the Rangers would be ridiculous and a terribly managed organization to let Adam Fox walk—that um, just makes no sense. He—he he plays about 25 minutes per game um, in his, I think his second or third year in the NHL. I mean, that—that's a lot of ice time for a second-year defenseman. So, no, do I think the Rangers are doing a classic New York thing and overpaying for talent? Absolutely not. I think it's—they'll see a return on their investment. Um, sixty six years sixty six million for seven years is a lot when it comes to hockey. But I think you, you're gonna see a return on that investment. I, I don't think that's outrageous at all. And I think that's what the Rangers are doing right now is they're they're locking in their young guys. They're a team that's they can see the light at the end of the rebuilding tunnel and signing Adam Fox with his plus minus ranking of forty six in nine games this year. He already has two goals, seven assists, that's a point per game. He plays about twenty five minutes every night. I mean that's that's exactly what you need. And I think you know it's as a Devils fan it's hard to see that happen because you obviously don't want to see your rival do well. But in terms of teams that are rebuilding and in terms of a young player just trying to get his grip in the league, good for Adam. Good for Adam Fox. Um, that's going to be scary for the Rangers down the road. That's going to be scary for anybody that the Rangers play.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, big money deal. I think that it's definitely it's definitely one of those things where it, it, it we're gonna have to see. You know, time will tell. But you know, another big money team in the NHL, the Devils. Uh, the decent start, but you know, Gideon. We we saw Jack Hughes is out. He's not going to be reevaluated for the next couple weeks. You know, how do you, how do you think it's gonna it's gonna do to the offense? I, I I've already seen kind of a downtick in the offense, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, five rough.
2: weeks. You could easily see the downtick. I mean, that's you watch you watch one Devils game and you see that Jack Hughes is the playmaker on the Devils. He's so good coming into the zone. Uh, right. When the devils break through the neutral zone and coming into their attacking side, Jack uses a guy that's just gonna somehow just keep the puck away from the defense. He'll he'll pull out some crazy moves. Not even to get a shot off, but just get a pass off. He's a t- very talented skater. He put on a ton of weight over the offseason. I think he put on like 20 pounds of muscle. So he you know, he could he could take some contact now. He could get roughed up a little bit. You could he could bang bodies around the blue line and it's not an issue for him anymore. But Losing him is, is huge for five weeks at least. I mean, he knew he was gonna get injured, Dylan. I don't know if you saw the video of him skidding off the ice right when he got his injury. Um, he said words that are not FCC allowed, and then punched the, the stick rack. He yeah, knew he knew he was lot, out.
1: Rob Shaw isn't here, so we won't say those words. I'm sure. He would, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he would repeat them if he was here, but. You know, I, I think I think the I think the Devils are kind of in for, you know, maybe a long next couple weeks. But I, I think if they're able to hold it down, you know, their defense is able to step up. If they can come out in decent enough shape when he comes back, I still think they have a chance to be a, a bubble team, maybe a, a low seed playoff team this year. I don't know how you feel about that, Gideon.
2: Yeah, I think low-seeded slash bubble team is exactly where Devils fans should hope, right? Maybe that's nabbing the second wild card. I think it would be ridiculous to assume that the Devils would win the division they played in Probably one of the probably the top the second most strong division in the entire league, um, and they're they're a team that's still rebuilding. Although everything's slowly coming together this year, a ton of young talent on the team, um, and it's you know Jack Hughes is usually the starting center, but then you have guys like Nico Hischer, the captain, who's now the starting center, and Nico has pretty much done everything that a young captain should do for his team. He now, Nico used to, when Nico came into the league, he was scared to shoot the puck. He was scared to to lower his shoulder a little bit. He was scared of getting hit. He does not do that anymore. He's gotten bigger. He's not afraid to shoot the puck. He's not afraid to make the smart plays. Nico crashes the net. Nico throws his body around, and not in an irresponsible way, um, you know, in a way that's not going to damage you long term. But Nico's not afraid right now. Hockey's, you know, more of a a physical violence sport, and Nico's not afraid to get right in, in the mix of that. Um, also, when it comes to some other players for the Devils, especially at center, you have guys like Pavel Zaka, who is pretty much riding the same career trajectory as Daniel Jones. He came into the league. Everyone said, Who is this guy? Why do we have him? Players that were taken later than him in the draft were, you know, had much more of an immediate impact. But anybody who said that right now is probably trying to desperately take back anything that they said bad about Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka is one of the best players in the league when it comes to uneven play, right, if the Devils are on the power play kill or on are on the penalty kill or the power play, you want Pavel Zaka out there. But also right now, Pavel Zaka has had – he broke kind of broke out last year. Last year was his first real breakout season. Right now in seven games, he has four goals, two assists. Um, that's, that's a lot right now for a guy that really did not do much before. Um, in his last five games, he had two goals against Calgary, and that was a game – that The Devils really struggled, and he scored again against Buffalo. Pavel Zaka's finally coming into the league and being the player that we knew he could be. Um, he's able to move the puck really well, which is why he was such a high draft pick. He came into the league. He was a sixth overall pick in 2015. Um, he came into the league really high because he played a lot of European hockey. And for those who don't know, in Europe, the ice hockey rinks in Europe are much wider than they are in the NHL, so you have a lot of more space to move around. And that's what Pavel Zaka excelled in. He just had to translate his game over to American hockey, and he's finally doing that right now. Um, the Devils also have guys like Sharon Sharangovic, who's scoring. Dawson Mercer, who has been excellent. Uh, Dawson Mercer is only 20 years old and has broken into the league and pretty much has a point per game, if not more. Um, seems like every goal Dawson Mercer is involved. But, yeah, I mean, plenty to look forward to for the Devils, especially when Jack Hughes comes back. Once Jack Hughes comes back, once Mackenzie Blackwood, who's supposed to be our starting goalie, uh, comes back. He's dealing with an injury right now. Once he comes back and is fully healthy, I think the Devils are going to be. There'll be a respectable team this year, but give it two to three years, the Devils and the Rangers are going to be scary, scary teams.
1: Yeah, believe that. Definitely a uh, exciting time for the metropolitan hockey area, but. With that, we're going to go to our final commercial break of the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Rapid Fire, where we talk about all the stories that we missed today. You're listening to The Crew here on WRSU FM, New Brunswick.
0: Welcome back to The Crew. Myself, Christian Vasquez, Dylan McCoy, Gideon Fox here for Rapid Fire in the last 17 minutes of the show. We got any topics today?
2: Yeah, first one topic. We talked a little bit about Rutgers basketball before, but the Illinois fighting Illini will be without Kofi Coburn for the first three games of the season. Uh, we you know, just mentioned it off air, but it was for pretty much what is legal now for because of NIL rights. He did it. Just a month before the deal went into effect. So what do you guys say? I mean that's it's it's three non conference games for Illinois. It should be
1: Yeah, no not no a big issue deal. for them. Yeah, they'll be fine. They're one of the better teams in the country. I mean, I don't think you really should be suspended because you know, I always thought NIL should have been a thing. But I don't I don't think they'll have a problem. I if they lose one of those games, I'd be very, very, very surprised. That's yeah, I would just
2: be pretty surprised. Yeah, those games are Jackson State, Arkansas State, and Marquette. Yeah, they're they're going three and zero.
1: Marquette might get within ten points of them, but that's that's about it, to be quite honest.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's not even
2: gonna be a problem for them at all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and Dylan, I'm with you too. It's it's ridiculous that, I mean, that I agree with thing. you. NIL should have always been a thing, and I'm very happy that it is a thing. But I mean, he. The violation was only violation because it was a month before NIL rights. So, um, I just think it's a little, a little frivolous, um, because it's now something that the NCAA is Allows. okay with. Yeah, like they allow it, but not gonna happen. So Kofi Corbin out three games for Illinois, but I do like like you guys said. I see no reason for them to not go three and zero in those games. Yeah, for sure. He, they'll be fine. And the
0: obviously we all talked about the NIO. It should have been a thing before that. It just happens that he did it a month before. Not sure why at the time he didn't wait because I'm pretty sure we knew that that was kind of going to get voted on within and that seemed something that was a sure-end vote of a yes for that to happen. So he could have waited a month. So at that point he he did break the rules, just have to do whatever at that point.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he at the time he broke a rule, you could argue about the ethics of that rule. Yeah. Um But yeah, another NFL news, Von Miller is traded to the Rams. What do you guys think about that? I mean, my first thought when I saw that is how do the Rams not win a Super Bowl this year? My
1: first thought was what? What I, I remember I was in my house um and <laughs> you know, I was all I could say was what? What what is going? On? You know, Von Miller has been you know one of the key pieces of the Denver Broncos. He's been a guy who was drafted by Denver. He believe he was drafted number one overall by Denver, um, and he spent his whole career there. and And I definitely get that they're in a rebuild, but I didn't see them trading him for you know they got a second and a third round pick, which I'd say that's pretty decent value for where he's at in his career. But I think for the Rams, you know they are just getting better and better, and if they're able to stay healthy. I don't know who beats them in the NFC in, in January. I, I really couldn't tell you. But I think I think ultimately the biggest thing is will he stay healthy? You know, he's had injury problems the past few years. And for Denver, what do they do with the second and third round picks? I mean, those are good picks. In the NFL, second and third round pick are guys, yeah. you know, that typically are going to start, you know, if not within one year, within two or three years. So, Definitely will have to be seen, but I think it's clearly obvious that the Rams are in a in a win now. You know, scenario, win and now, They, so they, they know. don't care about building their team; they want to win now. Which I think they have all the weapons to do it. We'll see if they can execute.
2: Yeah, be, I mean, like you guys said, Christian, you said it a little bit while ago, but the Rams, you know, five, six, seven years down the road, the Rams will be a shell of themselves. Right now, they won't be anything close to what. Yeah they're doing right now but I mean if they're all in right now this bolsters up their defense uh, This should be scary down the road right now
0: the, the NFC is so strong too it's going to be very hard for them it's now the, what's, it seems some of the best teams in the league are all coming out of the AFC and the Saints right now are 5-2 and two, and they just lost their starting but everyone above them either has 7 or 6 wins and they're all teams that could go out there and probably beat a majority of the AFC top contenders as well. NFC is so much more powerful this year, for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And sticking with football for a minute, just looking through headlines right now, when asked yesterday about his quarterback situation, Jets coach Robert Sala said anything is possible. Ooh. So... Is that him just deflecting a question? Is Mike
1: White going to take over for the number two overall pick in the draft when he comes back? Anything is possible. I, I don't, I don't think so, but it would be pretty interesting to see. You know, he definitely did have a good game, and he looked better than uh, Zach Wilson has looked in pretty much any game he's played this year. So, we'll see if there's a QB controversy coming uh-huh. in New York. <laughs> not, not the New York team that I maybe thought would have had a QB controversy this year a couple weeks ago, but it's the one that does now. So.
2: Yeah, because that's exactly what the Jets need right now. Yeah.
1: Controversy. Yes. It'd be great for the Jets.
2: <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, I, like like Dylan, you were saying, I mean, on paper, it's Mike White replacing the number two quarterback in the draft. I mean, how, you know, we'll see what happens there. But like we said before, Mike White looked good. Uh, had 400 yards yesterday. Mm-mm. That's not easy. Um Granted, it was at home, and, you know, the Jets still beat the Bengals. So, we'll see what happens there. Once we get more information about Zach Wilson, the Jets will do what is best for their organization. And now, lots of different... Now, you know, we talked a little bit about controversy. The Chicago Blackhawks are wrapped up in a little bit of their own controversy. Have you guys seen that? Yeah...
1: Yeah, just more executives in sports doing awful, awful things. There's <laughs> so really not much good I can say about it. Just,
2: it's a terrible story. It is a terrible story. And, then, you know, the John Quenville, or Joe Quenville, excuse me, his son is Joe Quen, John Quenville, um, who was the coach of the Blackhawks at the time, was the coach of the Panthers. He finally stepped down from the Panthers. We'll see what happens there, but... At first, when he didn't step down from the Panthers, even though he's in a different role, it was still his responsibility, you know, back 10 years ago. And when he didn't step down at first, I, was, I thought that was ridiculous. Um, because, you know, he's someone who was close to the situation and refused to do anything because he said they were playing good hockey and were focused on a cup run. Which is just incredibly shel- selfish and far away from what the spirit of sport should be. And now switching to basketball, have you guys seen the City Edition jerseys yet? Oh, there's oh, so Oh, I just nice. saw the
1: Atlanta one. It's so, so nice. The Nets one, too. Oh, And the Nets court,
2: wow. they have to go along with the jersey. Yes.
1: Yeah, they the, need to play up jerseys, to that court. They those jerseys to, are fire. Their play needs to get back to the level where they deserve to play on that court. It's so nice.
0: Oh, those jerseys are super sick. That would be one i tried try to get. I wouldn't know who. But I do have a couple Kevin Durant jerseys. I have the Mamba uh, Lakers ones as well, too. I might end up getting another one. The Phoenix ones are always nice with that gradient of, like, the sunset. Those are Yeah, set. those are cl-
2: – with the, it's like a black jersey otherwise, and you have all the color on top. Yeah. Did you Mamba. guys see the Heat jerseys? Really yeah. Are those, those with the, like, block
0: lettering a yeah, little bit? Yeah, like, with all different fonts. Yeah, those are kind of cool. I like the The Lakers purple one and a little bit blue. Mm-hmm. Those are the Clippers are, like – it's like or- It's like baby blue and like orange highlights. Charlotte's is like a gradient as well. New York's is solid. Like the Knicks, that one is solid. Just black, orange, super sick. Toronto's has a little golden wrap on the middle of it too.
2: Yeah, I like that. The black and gold. Yeah, for sure.
0: Spurs is kind of like their older ones with like that teal and that pink and that orange. Super fire. Might have to get one of those.
1: I, I'm, I'm like I'm like pretty much like a lock to get one of the Nets ones.
0: Oh yeah, the Nets blue is so nice.
1: Yeah, I'm. It's. It, I don't want to make it a uh, like a Charles Barkley guarantee on the air, but it's it's basically a Charles Barkley guarantee.
0: I feel like I still have to go out there and get a Carl Towns Wolves jersey still. Just he went to my alma mater as well. Might as well, and he's on my fantasy team for basketball.
2: See, Fantasy basketball has always been one of those things I'm, I always try to get into, but I, I just can't, you know, when you have fantasy football, there's there's one day a week where the majority of action happens. And for sports like basketball and hockey, I just struggle. You know, I struggle, like, keeping up with everything, you know, to such a fine detail that you have to do for fantasy. Oh, yeah. Like, Christian, I don't know if you've struggled with that or if you've learned how to deal with that.
0: Oh, yeah. The, like, just now, I just looked at my team, and the, one of my players got ruled out for the game like an hour before while I was on the air, so I didn't switch him out. And I on the bench, everyone is out as well, so it, I couldn't have done anything for today as well. So that's just unfortunate at that point.
1: That's a struggle. That yeah, is, it that, is a that struggle. That is an ultimate struggle. And I
0: have LeBron as well, and then sometimes he decides to do um, load Road management, management <laughs> and he won't play <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that's that's great. Oh man, it, not great. It, but... it,
0: it is rough. Sometimes you you'll be on like a heater week, and then all of a sudden, half your team isn't playing. So I had Drew Holiday, and he got injured in the first game. Right away, it's it is rough. But you have to pay attention to it a lot. That's also something that I've had the. It gives me something to check
2: every day. But yeah, I mean it's like fantasy baseball where you're, there's literally something happening every single night.
1: Fantasy baseball is too much. I did fantasy baseball for 2 years and I was like, I'm never wasting my money on this ever again. <laughs> so, I just I just think it's I just think it's a little too much for my taste personally, but that's just me.
2: It's all fun though. I mean, fantasy football I just think Reigns so superior to any other fantasy sport.
1: No, I would absolutely have to agree with that, but Got a couple minutes left, you know, we just had Halloween, so uh Rapid Fire, favorite Halloween candy. Don't even think about it. Just oh. just say it. Reese's. Yeah. That's also mine. <laughs>
0: Anything chocolate, to be honest.
1: Yeah. You we know. did
0: this on the crew and um Carmenati, I think he said said something outrageous. So that was something just controversial. I forget. Maybe he said like Whoppers or something. No like that. way. Ooh. No like whopper. Whoppers
2: hey. aren't bad, but that can't, uh, that can't be your favorite. I don't know. I don't know. For and me, he whoppers, Twizzlers as well. I didn't. That I is, like
1: Twizzlers, not like that like, much, but no. For me, Whoppers are an immediate throwout. Chris Saccone,
0: the, uh, the sports director, did not like his answer. He came in here and talked about candy with us as well, and then he also kicked Doug Ellig, Doug Willig, for. Saying that he like Laffy taffy banana I saw that in the chat He deserves to get kicked out that of the is, chat for that Yeah, you know? that's, yeah no.
1: that's That's uh, That's kind of That's kind of a Not a sus answer But it's not a, It's not a good answer for sure
0: That is uh, an outrageous answer Yeah There are so
1: <laughs> many better okay. And
0: I knew Doug would say something like that That's why I asked him in the <laughs> chat
1: <laughs> Do you the, guys have a least favorite though? Like one that you sticks out in your mind? Is like I'm not eating uh, this. Like
2: ooh. I mean, we were mentioning Twizzlers. I don't hate Twizzlers at all. That's like a movie theater snack for me. But on Halloween, a- anything that's not like chocolate. Like I'm I'm really just trying to go for that the, the, the for, Snickers Twix. all Yeah, of that. I feel that for yeah. me, me. And too, it's, it's weird because
1: so it's weird because these are my dad's favorites. But I just cannot stand almond joys or. Madden's. I don't like, like I don't like stuff. them either. No, I those are my dad's favorites too. Like Do you. He, he would literally, like, like when I was younger, like, like I would, like, literally give them to him because he I know he would eat yeah, them. Yeah, for
0: sure. I just, those will always be randomly, especially after, like, a candy run when I was younger. They'd just leave all the ones with nuts in there, almond joys I did not like whatsoever. Do you remember what, like, a, the, something that stood out that people would give at Halloween when you were trick-or-treat when you were younger? Something that's not, like, regular candy, you know what I mean?
1: I mean... I don't know. I don't think I ever got like a TV show experience where like people got like apples and stuff. Like I don't think I actually ever had that happen to me. But gotten some like I'm really trying to think. I don't know.
0: People used to give out like pennies back when I was younger too. Some old lady. (laughs) She's like elephant peanuts. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Some people would just have like cans of soda or something if they didn't want to get candy. Oh yeah. I remember that. Which was just so weird. Yeah. Very.
2: That's very like unorthodox. It's still good. I mean, as a kid. I feel like sodas still I mean, yeah. It's still good. I mean, it didn't just,
1: mind it, but it was just it's, it's Halloween, you know, you give out some candy. Like it's not that something I know. Every,
0: it's not like you can't find that everywhere during Halloween.
2: <laughs> unless you go,
1: unless you literally go on October 31st. Then then you might be Then you, then you might won't just find be anything. out of luck, yeah.
2: But, well, today's the best day to buy Halloween costumes for next year. Everything is so cheap now.
1: I was gonna say I I passed uh, Party City before because I went to Chick Fil A and I I bet that Party City probably had like ninety percent off their Halloween co- Sp- Halloween or Spirit Halloween is probably like probably ninety five percent off right yeah, now. They'll something. pay yeah, you to take they, some of if they, they
0: even have anything now. Some people went there and couldn't find anything to wear.
1: It's why you go. It's why you. That's why you go at least like a week or two before. Or you just recycle a costume you had from a party. Yeah, keep that
0: squirrel. I'll just have another onesie next year. Maybe I'll get another color of the squirrel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Christian, Christian, Christian goes to two different parties next year. Squirrel at one, different squirrel at the other. Yeah, I think so.
0: I'll switch it every other day.
2: (laughs) I like that. I like that. But, dude, I mean, did you guys see? I was in Shoprite like, I don't know, a week or two ago, and there's like four aisles that are just all that were just all like. Of, like, those, those big bags oh, yeah, of candy where imagine. it's like, like, you the like assorted ones? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like you get the three Musketeers is
1: like, ooh, that's aisles of it. Milky
2: Way is underrated. Oh, that's yeah. an Milky underrated ways are
1: good. one. Milky Way's are really good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Do you think
2: there's an overrated candy? Uh,
1: oh, I don't know. That's a good, I'm trying to think of one that people, like, really, really like. But, like, I feel like the most popular is, like, Reese's, and, like, I like Reese's. As, so. as they
2: should be the most popular. Isn't yeah. It?
1: yeah. Maybe Snickers, because I don't like Snickers. I don't, oh, yeah, I'm really? not really a fan. You I don't like, like Reese's, but not Snickers. Yeah, I think Snickers is a little overrated. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I think Almond Joys are over, but I don't like Almond Joys.
0: The, the Butterfingers, too, I think. I feel like a lot of people like those. I don't like them that
1: much. Yeah, I like them, but I also think that people definitely do overrate them, for sure. I don't think there's a there's a doubt in my mind about Enjoy talking about Halloween and Halloween candy with you guys. With that, that is going to do it for our show. You've been listening to the crew Gideon Fox, Christian Vasquez, and myself, Dylan McCoy. Don't go.